Uh, good morning. Welcome in. Your SEC Insider hit this morning is brought to you by Rick's Pro Truck. Number one Jeep truck accessory stores in Mississippi. RPT and Glugstat. RPT and Flowood. And RPT Commercial in Pearl. Rickspro.truck.com. Jeeps, trucks, SUVs, you name it, they can do it. Rick's Pro Truck. Also brought to you by Farm Bureau Insurance. Bundle your car and home and save with your Farm Bureau insurance agent for big-time competitive rates and excellent customer service, go to favrates.com. We want to welcome in our friend Michael Bratton, straight out of Nashville, that SEC podcast. He's an SEC insider. He joins us on the Farm Bureau insurance guest line. Michael Bratton, good morning. What's up, buddy? Hey, Bo, huge fan of the show. So, uh, man, pleasure's all mine. Well, I appreciate you jumping on. Um, no, so we went back and forth when I was in Nashville in March for the SEC basketball tournament. Is your studio downtown in Nashville? Yeah, downtown right on Music Row. Um, there's some big-time recording artists, from what I understand, that record in the same building with uh, where we are at. But uh, it's my girlfriend, actually. She's a musician, so she lets me rent it out or uh, whenever someone like yourself comes to, through Nashville, I try to get as many people as I can. And yeah, I've, I've had Feinbaum in there. I've had, uh, you know, some SEC coaches in there. It's it's a good time. And I always offer a bourbon to, to everybody that comes through. Not everybody takes it, but I feel like the interviews are a lot better when we, we got some fine bourbon. Uh, I couldn't agree with you more. So this now this interview is brought to you by Russell's Reserve Bourbon and Long Branch Bourbon which are our two uh, bourbon partners. And so I'm coming up in July for SEC Media Days. You going to have me in? Absolutely, man. It would, that would be a great time. I uh, th- That would certainly be a, a fun conversation that uh, I know the audience would really appreciate. Well, I, and I tell you what, as, as a thank you, I will bring you a bottle of private barrel selection Russell's Reserve that we picked out last August up at uh, Wild Turkey. Well, now you're talking, Bo. I mean, I'm, it's a countdown to media days, but now it's a countdown to uh, getting that bottle in my, in my hands. I love it. All right, we'll sip on some bourbon and talk SEC football. Now, are you a Rocky Top guy? Is that right? Yeah, I graduated from Tennessee. Okay. Um, I thought so. And so y'all are coming off of a a great year. Um, of course the Bama game and, and Hendon Hooker was so good and and so on. Heupel looks like he's got this thing going in the right direction. Was it Clemson that you clobbered in the orange bowl? Is that right, Michael? Yeah. And it was, you know, believe it or not, largely the defense, the defense, suffocating defense. And of course, Joe Milton, the guy that he's still a mystery to most, but, uh, you know, that was the best game he's ever played in his life. So, it, it was not even a contest. All right. So, Milton, uh, are you buying him? I mean, are you, do you believe that, uh, I mean, let's, let's not say he's going to be hitting hooker, maybe not, but um, that this guy is legit and can, he may not be great, but can be good at this level? Well, Bo, I mean, he did look good in that bowl game, but, uh, Previously, the only time that he played in a meaningful game, your audience should know this well, was against Ole Miss, Neyland Stadium. It was that five-hour game that had to be delayed and all that. But 
the critical play of the game. The game was on the line. I think there was like four seconds left, and Tennessee was down by five points, I think it was. And instead of chucking it into the end zone for it, at, at least give them a shot, Joe Milton ran out of bounds. And that was the end of the game. So, I remember uh, that. Yes. There's, there's good, there's bad, but uh, I'm not fully buying into him personally, Bo, but I think people that are buying in, it's it's a factor of Josh Heupel. And just everywhere he's been, he's produced these ridiculously good quarterbacks, at least statistically, because his system is so quarterback-friendly. They're going to have sure. good running backs, good receivers. I mean, it's it's essentially all on him. And, and even if he doesn't get it done, they do have uh, who many consider to be the number one quarterback prospect in the country, Nico E. Amalabea. I'm sure I butchered that. But uh, the wow. feeling is, in Knoxville is if, if Nico plays, it's it's a bad season. I mean, they're counting on Joe Milton. If they're going to have anything close to, to like they did last year, 11 wins, it's, it's going to have to come through the arm of, of Joe Milton. Okay. So do you think that Heupel has been there long enough at Tennessee to reload or are you expecting a slight step back and then maybe a better year next year, Michael? Yeah, I mean, that's an interesting question. But, uh, you know, because we're just now really getting to the point, Bo, where Josh Heupel's going to be playing mostly his guys. I mean, basically all the players he's played thus far have been Jeremy Pruitt guys or transfers that uh, he did not well, – certainly you could say he developed them, but, uh, you know, it's more more like the Lane Kiffin model where you bring someone in and ask them to do two or three things for you, and that's about it. And if, if they can't do it, then uh, the system doesn't operate. But now we're getting to a point where this is Josh Heupel guys. They, they've developed in the system. Uh, so I don't – personally, Bo, I don't know that there will be a, a big drop-off because I think this is going to be the – most talented team that Heupel has had to work with, and and that is definitely true on the defensive side of the ball. They got blasted by South Carolina. There have been other games where the defense got blasted, but for some reason people just overlook the games where the defense kind of won it. And I'm talking the very last game that's like Clemson. LSU was won by the defense. Pitt last year, which was a critical crossroads game. Won by the defense. Kentucky, they beat Kentucky 43-6. to They they made Will Levis look like he shouldn't have been drafted at all in the NFL. I remember yeah. that now. You just reminded people, me. Yeah. People don't talk about the defense, and this is by far going to be the best defense they have. So will they put up 50 points per game in the SEC like they did uh, with Hendon Hooker and, and Jalen Hyatt? I don't think so. But I think the defense will be better, and I don't, anticipate a significant drop-off on the offense. So, uh, yeah, I think I think they can keep this going. And, and Tennessee is, is right up there with the elite of the elite in the country when it comes to NIL, and that is allowing them to add transfers at the right position, it's allowing them to sign a five-star quarterback and other prospects that, uh, you know, are going to be counting on fairly early in their college career. All right, Michael Bratton. Uh, that SEC podcast in Nashville, downtown. Are you on Broadway? It's not Broadway. It's Music Row. So it's um, it, it's closer to Van. It's right across the street from Vanderbilt's campus. Ah, I love that area. You know, yeah. I um, when I was going there a lot, 
this was like 10, 10 to 12 years ago, I would always stay at the Hotel Indigo right off the Vanderbilt campus. You know where that is? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So that's uh, when you're a local, that, that's the area you go to. I mean, we don't go down to Broadway unless we have to. You know what I mean? just, <laughs> that's for the tourists. You know? I got you. I, yeah, it was definitely touristy when I when I went to the it, it had been a while and when I went to Bridgestone which is so nice but yeah. when I went to the basketball tournament yeah I mean all those bars and and touristy restaurants and bars had popped up down there and all the celebrities are opening things I I, I can see why you stay over at um at Vanderbilt Michael Bratton uh SEC insider on the Farm Bureau insurance guest line so you you guys have tough road games. Tennessee has tough road games at Florida and at Bama. Um, mm-hmm. You know, and then you got Georgia at home. So I don't know how manageable. Do you think Florida will, I mean, they're going to be better. I, I know a lot of people don't believe in Napier. I actually think he's a hell of a coach. He, he did a really good job at La Lafayette. Um, how much better do you think Florida will be? Or do you? I got. I, I'll be honest with you, Bo. I think they're. They could be awful. I mean, I really do think. Um, we we know what Billy Napier likes to do. He loves to to run the ball. You know that's that's his, in his DNA. And they're having to replace their four best offensive linemen. Uh, we all know Anthony Richardson, the number four overall pick in the NFL draft, having to replace him. I don't. You know, it's crazy to say number four overall pick, and he's not a huge loss, but. I, I think that could be said because of just how inconsistent he was as his time as a starting quarterback for the Florida Gators. But I just look at this team, Bo, and I don't see the weapons. aside. They have two outstanding running backs. Uh, I, I don't think they've got great quality receivers. And then on the defense, they do got pieces all, all around. But, I mean, the defense was just awful. And they brought in a new Austin Armstrong, 29-year-old, Got him off of uh, Nick Saban's staff. He he was at Alabama for about two weeks. Uh, previously Southern Miss, I believe, defensive coordinator. So maybe he can spark it. it, it I don't know. I, I just I don't know if he can count on a guy. Billy Napier is basically putting his his career on the line for a guy that uh, has never called plays at the Power Five level, and to my knowledge, has only called plays twice, two years, excuse me, at, at Southern Miss. So. I don't know, Bo. Uh, I mean, this this schedule is a gauntlet, and oh, it's brutal. Yeah, I don't next, understand the Utah, Florida State thing, uh, bookending. <laughs> I, I I get the sense that you're loving this this Florida demise and the fact that they've been down for a long time. Am I right? <laughs> I mean, I mean, I'd be lying if I if I said that's untrue for sure. Okay, when were you at the University of Tennessee? Um, I grad. Let's see. Two. I graduated in two thousand nine. So I was okay. I was there during the dark days. Oh no! Sure. You had to beat. You were a student when Urban Meyer owned the league and y'all. <laughs> yeah. So you're really loving what's happened the last couple of years in tennis between Tennessee and Florida. Oh, certainly, certainly. Okay. Wow. I didn't. I didn't realize that you were there when Chris Leak and 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 Tebow and all those dudes mm-hmm. dudes won it. Okay. Um, what what is your favorite? bar or bar slash restaurant in in knoxville or down by the river or whatever hmm uh, you know there is a tequila bar Ooh. right there on the on the downtown gay street uh 
I can't think of the name of it, but it's it is it's right across the street from the Blue Plate Special. It's where they they hold an, uh, a daily radio show there. But uh, man, that that's a good time. Anytime I walk into a tequila bar, I, I usually need help getting out. Uh, well, and we'll we'll do this again. This segment is brought to you by our friends at Patron Tequila, <laughs> uh, Patron Extra Añejo, a great partner on the show, and one hundred percent Blue Agave Super Premium Patron Extra Añejo Tequila. I sipped on a little bit yesterday afternoon with my dog by myself on my back porch watching the U.S. Open. We're visiting with Michael Bratton. Uh, he's got a heck of a podcast, that SEC podcast. He is. Uh, all in on SEC football, and he's out of Nashville over there by Vanderbilt, which evidently he's got a cool studio, and I'm I'm going to bring him a bottle of bourbon, and we're going to do a um, a podcast during SEC media. Oh, I'm coming up for Kid Rock July one at Bridgestone, Michael. There you go. I haven't I haven't ever seen you know Kid Rock in concert, so I'm I'm ex- now I'm kind of into this for you it's just like secondhand stuff but we don't have something as nice we should that's another long story uh yeah. here in the jackson metro we should have an arena that is fantastic but um when i went to bridgestone in march man that place is so nice y'all probably take it for granted but do, do you still kind of when you go do you still go man this place is a sweet venue no it, no it, it, it's one hell of a venue no doubt uh, uh but it's funny you say that because someone was telling me yesterday during media days when we'll all be down there he was saying oh yeah will you be going to beyonce apparently beyonce's in during media days so imagine all those media guys and then the beyonce crowd i mean it's it's gonna be wild down there okay that's that's pretty cool there um how was how was your bourbon trail trip what did you hit? <laughs> oh man, we went all over the place there. Uh, so for a little Father's Day trip with my dad. He's he's big into the bourbon as well. So uh, we went up to Kentucky. We we must have went to Buffalo Trace every day. <laughs> we went to uh, Jepta Creek, Evan Williams, Old Forester. Uh, we went to Bullet. I really liked Bullet. That was a nice facility. Good bourbon. Um, but yeah, the Buffalo Trace one. They they sell special bottles but they just do they only do limited release every morning and they don't announce what they're going to have so you basically just got to show up to a line of 300 people there and you take what they what they give you and then you show up tomorrow and do it all over again so he's a huge buffalo trace fan so we did that a couple times we we also went to four roses that's another really good one yeah they were a partner on my show for years we're super excited to have wild turkey and russell's reserve and long branch but that's what kind of kicked us off into the bourbon game um, mm-hmm. 11 years ago. I've done a show from their distillery outside of Lexington in Lawrenceburg. And um, those are good people, too. So I'm glad you all had a blast, my man. All right. What's it going to take for somebody to take down Kirby Smart? I mean, are are, are they going to walk through it again this year? Because only, I've only got Bama and LSU. Maybe I should throw in Tennessee. I'm not sure y'all are quite there yet. Michael, as far as having enough firepower to mm-hmm. get through. Now, next year we won't have divisions, so you could finish number two behind Georgia and you get to go to the SEC championship game. But uh, do you believe that there is another team that could disrupt Georgia or teams in the SEC this year? Yeah, and, and I think that the main one to do that is possibly LSU. 
Um, I, I'm already on record. I've, I said it on Feinbaum's show and set, set him and his audience off. But I think LSU is going to win it all this year, Bo. I mean, I think they're that caliber. Now, they may not be as deep as Georgia, may not even be as deep as Alabama, but their front line starters and defense, I, I would take them over anybody in the country. So Brian Kelly said he came down here to win the championship. I think he's going to get it a year ahead of schedule. I was I was blown away, Bo, by that team, the start of the season, by the end of it. You know, the, just the progress that was made. If they could continue that, Brian Kelly's one hell of a coach. He won me over last year. Yes. I, I think he can get it done in Baton Rouge uh, this season. Now, I know that's a little bit of a bold take, but uh, I'm telling you, one of two SEC teams returning the quarterback and the offensive coordinator, star power all across the defense, and they are another one that attacked it via the transfer portal that landed a lot of qualified players here. I think LSU is the team to keep your eye on. You know, I agree. And uh, it's probably the best program to, to win at in the country. Um, mm-hmm. Because uh, if Les Miles and Ed Ogeron can win there, that that's all I need to know. I mean, that that's how much talent they get. They got the toughness component and all that. And now that they've got a real coach, that's a real problem for the league. Mm-hmm. Um, Michael Bratton, his podcast, that SEC podcast, you can find it everywhere. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and so on. He joins us on the Farm Bureau Insurance guest line. All right, what do you think about Hugh Freeze and Auburn? I think he's going to win big. How do you see it? <laughs> yeah, uh, personally, Bo, not a fan of uh, Hugh Freeze, the person, but I am a fan of Hugh Freeze, the football coach. So that's what we care about in the SEC. Uh, I mean, my my word, Bo, he, he took liberty and beat Arkansas on the road last year. Yeah, I mean, how can you doubt the guy? So what he has done is nothing short of amazing via the transfer portal this offseason. Uh, Auburn is essentially going to have an entirely new offense to work with because of the pieces they've added via the transfer portal. They're one of the more intriguing teams in the league. Uh, now, their schedule is really tough early as well, while the back end is very manageable. I mean, I I think they could be going into the Iron Bowl on a three-, four-game winning streak and I am not sold on Alabama and, the, and these changes they've made. I wouldn't. It would not stun me. I don't want to sit here and predict this, but it would not stun me if Auburn goes into that Iron Bowl and is red hot and pulls a massive upset and beats Alabama and Nick Saban. We all know Hugh Freeze is, He's done it before. No, I agree. I actually believe that that game could be in play for Auburn. It's at Auburn. Uh, Freeze is a heck of a coach. And like you said, we're going to see what Bama's all about um, this year. We know they'll be good, but the question is, you know, and with losing Bryce Young, um, he bailed them out of a couple of games, including Texas, um, Ole Miss, and kept them in LSU and Tennessee. Uh, There was another one he bailed them out. I can't remember which one it was. But anyway, A&M maybe. But he was was phenomenal. All right, buddy. how many days a week are you doing the pod? Every day? I mean, five days? Every day at this point, yeah, just gearing up for the season. Right now we're doing fall camp previews where we just spend an hour plus on one team. We're going to do all 14 teams, and I think we're about four or five deep already. So, yeah, that's something for your audience to go check out. I love it. Well, I hope uh, I hope to see you at SEC Media Days and, um, and jump in your studio and 
we'll share some bourbon and we'll talk uh, 2023 football for sure. Absolutely. Sounds like a great time. Thanks for having me, Bo. Hi, buddy. Michael Bratton, his podcast, That SEC Podcast out of Nashville. He joined us on the Farm Bureau Insurance guest line. Good dude. Look forward to seeing him. Now I'm going back to Nashville on a regular basis. Going July 1 for Kid Rock, and I'm going mid-July for SEC Media Days. I mean, uh, you know, who knows what's next? I may become a, I was going to say Vanderbilt fan, but that doesn't sound fun. So what else would I, Tennessee Titans. I wish A.J. Brown was still there, but uh, Jeffrey Simmons is. So I can I can do that. I wish A.J. wasn't in the NFC East with the Cowboys. But the Philadelphia Eagles are obviously run well, and the Dallas Cowboys are not. And Philadelphia knows how to go and acquire talent. Speaking of, how about what Cole Beasley said over the weekend that got people hot and bothered? Didn't surprise me one bit. Um, you know, Dak Prescott is a .0001% leader. And now I want you to think about this. When Dak Prescott took the job, um, I'm sorry, when he, when he won the job his rookie year, the best wide receiver on the roster was Cole Beasley. Des Bryant was way over the hill. Jason Witten, who's a tight end, could catch it, but he fell down immediately because he was on the 17th or 18th hole, too. And I like Jason. Um, I mean, I think he's slightly overrated because he played for the Cowboys. Um, And, I mean, he had no break. Well, he had no playmaking, even quickness or speed's maybe not the right word. The last, I don't know how many years he played. But Cole Beasley said this on Twitter. Over the weekend, somebody mentioned that C.J. Stroud's leadership has stood out for the Houston Texans at their OTAs. Cool. So Cole Beasley, former wide receiver with the Cowboys and the Bills, quote tweets it and says, Dak is by far the best leader I've played with. Dak's huddle presence is something that can't be taught. That says a lot. If this is true, then he's referring to C.J. Stroud. So Dak started 2016 as a rookie. Beasley had a, they, they had a heck of a thing going, and Dallas wouldn't resign him. And it wasn't that much money. And he and, you know, he and Beasley had really, really uh, formed, created some unbelievable chemistry. And they let him go to the Buffalo Bills. But Cole Beasley said, Dak is by far the best leader I've played with. Dak's huddle presence is something that can't be taught. That does not surprise me whatsoever. That's pretty awesome. Cole Beasley has is now one of my favorite players. The Out of Bounds Show, 105.9 The Zone ESPN. It's National Watch Day. You know, like on your wrist. So we'll dedicate that to Nick Fulton at USA Palm. Because... He loves talking Rolexes, and he loves wearing a Rolex. USA Palm's mega, mega, mega store, usapalm.com. 